Greetings, guys, and I hope all is well with you. Come on in, come on in, grab a good pad, good pen, as well as a good friend, and welcome to Evolution Now. I am your host, T.S. Bradshaw, with your co-host, Saya. Hey, guys, hope you're all having a fantastic day, and thank you once again for tuning in. Together, we host the Evolution Now podcast. So if you have an astrology, numerology, or topic-related question or comment that you want answered or shared, send your questions or comments to evolutionnow.org at gmail.com. And it just might make the upcoming shows like this particular show. So we have some comments, right, Sire? Yes, we do. Um, the f- Yeah, you know, we do. But the first comment that we do have is from uh, Tanisha Simone. And Tanisha Simone's comment is, wow, that episode with Ty Miller was indeed insightful. She says, I will get caught up with other episodes your voice is truly melodic and you speak with so much poise and passion. Love, love, love it. She also states, I can't wait to dive into more episodes. I gained so much insight on real estate and the cancer season energy. I was here for it all. It really resonated with me because my mom is a cancer. I'm an Aquarius. I kept my, it kept my energy um, high and in good spirits during my work day today. So that was from uh, Tanisha Simone. Great comment. I think that's awesome. Also, too, we have a comment from Lala. Lala is always commenting. Yeah, I love it. That's my girl right there. She says, I just finished listening about 20 minutes ago. It was so good. I could have listened to you all talk for hours, learning so much good info. And I've subscribed to her YouTube channel, meaning Katrina, um, and left a comment on there about how much I've enjoyed her. I had no clue about deities and ancestral spirits were two different energies. And she says, I need to learn more about the deities part and listen to it again, because I think I got lost somewhere in there in regards to it not being a human form. She also states that the questions were so on point and I never knew spirits would ever need our help for maybe healing or other things. She says, overall, another great episode. Well, thank you so much, Lala. And thank you as well, Tanisha. Um, Side, do we have any other um, readings as well from comments from people? I think this is from Glenn B. Yes, Mr. Glenn B. Uh, said, that was a very dope episode I just listened to. Mm. We appreciate it, Glenn. Yeah, very dope, very dope. All right, we, we're dope out here. Yes, and we have a few more comments and questions from Miss Vernique Wisdom. Uh, she said, the latest episode with Katrina was interesting and informative. Note, I am a skeptic of the Ouija board, too. Lol, no bueno. I love the Evolution Now podcast and look forward to many more episodes to come. And uh, the first question we have here from her is, how can you connect with a specific ancestor who you know little to nothing about? 
Like uh, the example she gave was an absent parent. What do you have to say about that, Mom? Well, according to Katrina uh, from Joyful Healing, uh, she says, ask that your higher self and spirit guides protect your energy as you call upon the ancestral realms that you be guided to connect with the true essence or soul of that specific ancestor. Even if you don't know their name or communication based on love and service, this can be done during silent meditation, quiet time or intentional rituals. All right. And the second question we have from her uh, what are some things I can or should do for ancestors that recently transitioned? Hmm. Per Katrina, again, she says to burn a white candle in their honor. You may ask that the creator or the spirit guides lead them towards the light and into the spirit world. That they be in the place they need to be in of love and peace. Mm, and peace mm -hmm. and peace we all love peace right guys um uh the third question we have what books would you recommend for connecting with ancestors well the books that katrina recommends is number one let's see here she says the handbook of yoruba religions concepts by baba ifa karate uh karate is spelled k as in kangaroo a as in apple r as in rabbit a as in apple D as in Dave and E as an elephant. The second book that she recommends is Connecting to Our Ancestral Past, Healing Through Family Constellations, Ceremony and Ritual. And that particular book is by Francesca Mason Boring. And her last name is spelled B as in boy, O as in octopus, R as in rabbit, I as in Indian, N as in Nancy, G as in gummies i don't know <laughs> all right <laughs> all right um and the final two questions that we have from her um how can i know what level or vibration an ancestor is on and can i reach ancestors on all frequencies oh that those were two good questions so per katrina again she says the best way to know you are connecting authentically with a past on ancestor is through a trusted medium with many positive personal references. Um, so you can also set up an ancestral alt altar and ask the creator, uh, your higher self or guides to connect you with your highest vibrating ancestors across time and space. She also says, ask that you receive their guidance on your life in the way that they know will reach you the best. This could be done by way of dreams, divination messages, visions during meditation, um, and communicating through music or song as well. She also states that your ancestors through love will know the best way to connect with you and guide you. Um, the last book that Katrina recommended as well and this is a good one. The Healing Power of African-American Spirituality is Celebration of Ancestor Worship, Herbs and Hoodoo, Ritual and Conjure. And that particular book is by Stephanie Rose Bird. That is B as in boy, I as in Indian, R as in red, D as in dog. Uh, she also wants everyone to know, okay, 
that you have to believe it to receive it. She wanted me to pass that message on to the collective. All right. And uh, I see you uh, had a suggestion here, Vernique. Uh, you said, lastly, T, um, have young Saya interview you. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think, young Saya? Well, you know, I don't I don't have a problem with that. You know, <laughs> are you going to come with up with the question? Um, yeah, I could. I oh could. Oh boy, do I? Should I? Should I be worried? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll see. You know, I don't know, Renique. We'll see. I'm pretty sure I could cook up some good questions for you to make you think. You know, give out <laughs> give out thoughtful responses. I'm all about I'm all about that. You know, making people give thoughtful responses, deep deep responses. You know, so we'll see. We'll uh, see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That's a good uh, response um, uh, to our podcast. Thank you so much, Vernique. We greatly appreciate you. The inquisitiveness. Um, we love it. Yeah. You know, uh, bringing in, bringing in the fire, the questions, the comments and things of that nature, as well as the suggestions. So we greatly appreciate all of you. And we uh, do welcome more comments, questions, as well as suggestions as well. So with that being said, um, we have nurtured and cared our way through cancer season, and now we are boogie woogieing our way into Leo season. All right, Leo. Yeah, the Leo. I am Leo. Hear me roar. So, you know a Leo? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, a childhood friend of mine. Name is Liam. Shout out to him. And I'm actually going to be seeing him soon this week. So, yay to that. Mm. Um, and he is definitely, you know, the Leo that you would uh, kind of expect to meet. You know, mm -hmm. I am Leo, hear me roar. But he expresses it in different ways. So, yeah. All right. So, Leo, Liam the Leo. So, we're in Leo season. And Leo season is considered lit season for most people. You know, this is the season of romance and pleasurable pursuits, love affairs and you know, creative self-expression through art, dance, singing, poetry, theater, hobbies, right? This is also the season to spend time with your children. And, you know, you know, spending time with your children, it could help you to continue to be youthful, learn some of the latest dances, you know, latest, you know, songs and things of that nature. I know this guy over here, he, uh, he keeps me on, on top of, you know, the latest music. Yeah, yeah, I try to. Yeah. I try. Yeah, 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 he does. Um, this is also the season to certainly have fun. Um, you know, games is definitely recommended during the season of Leo. Um, entertainment and participating in all means uh, that, re that require or represent the externalization of the self. So this is definitely um, a time where we are externalizing ourselves. We're putting ourselves out there. We're being sociable. We're being creative. We're being bold, right? And we're being courageous. So all of those things fall under the guise of externalization of the self. So this is also a season where we seek security within the people, places, and things that we see ourselves reflected within the most. So I thought that was pretty cool. You yeah, know? sounds dope. Yeah, you know, here is where we find a sense of identity and security. So, you know, any, you know, people, places, or things that you enjoy that you see, 
is a reflection of who you are internally and authentically, those are the people, places, and things that you are to be participating in and getting into during Leo season. And those are the things that, you know, identify with you, right? And that you identify with and brings you a sense of security because you enjoy doing it. It, you know, is a reflection of you and who you, you are from an inner standpoint. So fire. Yeah. Fire. You know, Leah is a fixed fire, masculine, you know, action of expression sign that governs over the heart circulatory system, cardiovascular system, the thoracic spine and major arteries within the body. Did you know that? I did not. Mm-hmm. I think we need to probably let Liam know because he is a Leah. Hey. Yeah. Sure. He would love to know. <laughs> and so for all my Leos out there, uh, if you are a Leo son, um, if you have Mars and Leo or Saturn and Leo and things of that nature, those things are, you know, um, that is something that you really should take heed of. If you even have uh, Uranus and Leo or Neptune and Leo as well. Okay, uh, because that is dealing with the health. All right. And if you have Leo in the sixth house or the 12th house or even the first house, you certainly want to uh, be aware of that. And if you have any planets within those houses within Leo, um, you know, make sure you pay attention to, you know, your heart, you know, how well that's working, your circulatory system, your cardiovascular system, your thoracic spine and your major arteries within your body. All right. That's from a medical astrology standpoint. All right. Yeah. It is also um, ruled by the fifth house, of course, or it rules the fifth house. Leo does. And the fifth house is about all the things that we spoke about uh, just a minute ago, which is creative self-expression, pleasurable pursuits, entertainment and all those things. And Leo was also ruled by the sun and the sun in astrology is considered the vitality of the spirit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah you know the sun is the creative force so it's the creative vital force of the inner self and it is the expression of the personality you know and it represents the internal um, and eternal self as well which did not start and it will not end here on earth how about that all right yeah so when we talk about the sun, the sun, uh, the symbol of the sun is a circle with a dot in the middle. And the circle represents, you know, um, things coming to full circle. There's no ending and there's no beginning. It is a continuation of life because we are energy. You know, energy never what? Never dies. It never dies. And that dot in the middle represents uh, the spark. The spark that light that is within every one of us. You ever heard that this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Uh, of course. Right. So that is that little light within us, which is that dot that you see in the glyph for the sun. And so uh, that dot is also found in every living cell. Okay. So when you see a cell under a uh, microscope, it has like a circle or a surrounding to it. But within that surrounding, there is a black dot. Um, and so the sun can express itself negatively as well mm. through pride and arrogance. So that's the shadow side of Leo. You yeah. Know? Um, so where the sun is placed by house and by sign, 
gives one the ability to make a significant contribution to life. So I would encourage each and every one of our listeners out there, uh, if you have your natal chart, and even if you don't have your natal chart, go pull it up. They have free natal chart uh, websites online and things of that nature. Look to see where your son sign, and not only the sign, you might already know that, but look to see where your son is placed in your natal chart by house, okay? Because wherever it is placed by house and by sign, that is where you have the ability to make a significant contribution to life and to your community and to society. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very good to know. Definitely. The placement of the sun within the natal chart helps to determine how one uses their sun energy as well. All right. So for, I believe that's very important. Well, you know, yeah. How you use it. Yeah. How you use it is very important. And, and these things are important because there are many people that are looking for their fulfillment. Right. Right. We had the great resignation and, yep. you know, people are like, I'm not going to what what they say. You can't you can't uh, crush my soul. I think that's the name of it. Yeah. You won't break my soul. Oh, you yeah. won't break my soul. OK. Yeah. You know, you won't break my soul. And so people are like, you won't break my soul. I'm leaving this job. I'm out. A lot of people play that now, actually, you know just driving by yeah you know i think uh it speaks to what the people are feeling yeah right what they just don't feel like they want to you know verbalize out loud right so if you look for your sun sign placement by by sign and house um you could potentially um you know begin to get an understanding of the self an understanding of the self as to where you can let your light shine in a more significant way and you're able to contribute more to life and to your community um, by knowing that. So, you know, if you don't want to be in a position where it's breaking your soul and, you know, you may feel like this is not for you as it pertains to work, you know, look to see where that sun falls for you on your chart and um, align with that. All right. Now talking about the sun, too much sun in the chart could indicate too much energy, too much vitality, uh, heat, inflammation, or swelling within the body. But it's going to probably show um, too much energy, too much heat or inflammation or swelling within the body part or organ that the sign the sun is in governs over. So for example, um, when we talk about um, Aries, when we talk about Aries, if the sun is in Aries, there might be some heat, some uh, inflammation or some swelling, uh, things of that nature in the head because Aries governs over the head. Um, Aries governs over um, even, you know, the blood as well I believe but it definitely governs over the head and so that's where people might get a lot of headaches and things of that nature Um, and that could certainly be inflammation some people have migraines Uh, I know some Aries that do have migraines that do have headaches some Aries may have uh, scalp issues that's dealing with the head all right and that is also inflammation um, within the body as well. Aries also governs over the immune system too. 
Okay, I will say that. Um, so the um, that that Mars energy governs over the immune system. So you want to be careful and aware of that. And so if the sun is in, in your sign, whatever body part that your sun sign governs over, you want to certainly be aware of that particular body part or organ. So if you are a cancer, um, you want to certainly be aware of your stomach because cancer governs over the stomach. If you are a Virgo, you certainly want to be aware of your small intestines and things of that nature because Virgo governs over the small intestines. If you are a Pisces, you want to make sure you take care of your feet, you know, because uh, Pisces governs over the feet, all right, uh, which is the symbol of understanding. Mm. All right. And so the sun and Leo are ruled by the number one in numerology. And the number one symbolizes leadership, individuality, pioneering energy, originality, drive, ambition, high energy, and willpower. And the words that, uh, you know, is usually represented um, by Leo is I will. Okay. I will um, is Leo energy. Um, courage and strength is also um, in alignment with Leo energy as well. All right. So we got some courage, some strength, some boldness. Uh-huh right some high energy so you can see how that number one aligns with you know um the astrological sign of leo uh, the number one is also compatible with not only leo but it's also compatible with aries as well because aries is the first zodiac sign in the zodiac wheel and that's the western zodiac wheel and uh yeah they're both fire signs so you know they both vibrate or are compatible with the number one so the sun will be in the sign of leo until august 22nd and then the sun will ingress into the next sign which is virgo and during this time of leo we should be asking ourselves certain questions questions such as am i being creatively self-expressive how can i be more creatively self-expressive what are my pleasurable pursuits and hobbies right have I been engaging in my pleasurable pursuits and hobbies? Do I have creative outlets? If so, what are they? Am I utilizing my creative outlets effectively? Am I being inspired, right? And if not, why not? Am I spending time with my children? And it doesn't have to be children that you have created from the body, but it could be children that you have created from your intellectual mind. Right. Such as books, um, compositions, musical compositions, uh, songs, paintings and things of that nature. OK, so those are your children, too, but they're your intellectual children. Am I having fun in my life? How often do I laugh, play games, go dancing and etc.? And how is my current sex life as well? Be yeah, because sex is a creative act. Right. Yeah. You have sexual intercourse, you're bound to create a child. A child, yeah. Yeah, I think so. That might, that could pretty much happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sai, you know, are you being inspired? And if not, you know, why not? That's a good question. Yeah, are you having fun? That is a good question. You know, um, I think I'm having fun. 
Yeah, but I think I can try a little harder with coming up ways, coming up with ways to have more fun for myself. You know, because honestly, I can, at most times, take myself too seriously and the things that I do. You know, too seriously. So, I can. Uh, it would definitely be of help for me to know how to loosen up more often. You know, so yeah, that was a very good question, Mom. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you will certainly have that that opportunity during this Leo season with Liam the Leo. That's right. He always knows how to, you know, always knows how to shake it up, you know. Always knows how to fire fire me up, fire him up, you know. Why not? He, I mean, look, he's a Leo. What yeah. do you expect? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is right. Absolutely. So I feel like in a few days you'll be having your fun with Liam the Leo during this Leo season. All right. And while you're there, while you're there, think about those questions. You know, how could I have more fun, you know, and things of that nature, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I'm excited for you, son. Go ahead and uh, have some fun in the sun, but not too much fun. Uh, of course. Not too much fun. Of course. Can't get too crazy, right. you know. Can't get too crazy out here. <laughs> <laughs> so the sun ingressed into the sign of Leo, okay, on the 21st. And I spoke about what, you know, the season of Leo has in store for each of the signs on my Facebook live. So, you know, you guys certainly head over there to my Facebook page. It is at Astronumerologist 7 if you would like to know what the season of Leo has in store for each of the signs. So you can get that there. So you can hear that and more by going to my Facebook page at Astro Numerologist 7 on Facebook. Also, speaking of Leo season, we will experience a new moon in the sign of Leo on the 28th of the month. And this is going to take place at 1.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at 5 degrees and 38 minutes of Leo. So look to see where that falls for you within your natal chart. For those of you who have your natal chart pulled up or are looking towards getting a natal reading done and things of that nature. All right. This Leo new moon is about being the bold, loyal, courageous, expressive creator and leader. Okay. Within whatever area of the life, this new moon is falling for you within your chart. Um, as you guys know, new moons are about setting new intentions. Okay. So prior to the new moon, if you already have your chart, you want to look to see where five degrees and 38 minutes of Leo falls for you so that you can begin to start setting your new intentions, start strategizing and planning how you want to help manifest those new intentions. All right? all right. You do nothing without intention and you don't do anything without trying to strategize a bit, you know, and plan it out just a little bit. I know they say, you know, um, give God your, your plans and, you know, watch him laugh. I, I get it. But, um, you know, there are ways for you to set the tone. You know, like I said on my Facebook Live, during this time, which is like the fourth quarter moon energy, it's the time to plant the seeds, you know, and that's the time for, you know, the feminine principle to step in, set the creative ideas and plant the seed. Then after that, what you want to do is start to utilize the masculine principle energy uh, to put some action behind those um, ideas, those creative ideas that you implement and set new intentions towards. All right. 
So as you step into the, you know, the bold creator leader with courageous expression, you have the potential to change your current, you know, um, ability within that area that um, this new moon in Leo was going to fall in for you. All right. Um, and when you do that, you're going to be able to create freedom once you have done the work within that area that this new moon is going to be falling for you in your chart. Because numerically, this new moon is occurring at five degrees of Leo. And the number five in numerology is about freedom, expression, uh, change happening within the life. Um, you're going somewhere um, after you have made that change, right? Um, and something that is daring, you are daring yourself to step out of your comfort zone to make this change and to be versatile. So that is what the five energy is about. So there is an element of freedom and change and, you know, travel and versatility um, and expression, you know. Um, you expressing yourself in a new way, a different way, a way in which will change you and change the way that you show up within that area of the life, creating freedom. All right. Within that area of the life. So show up with your new intentions within this area um, of your life that this new moon is going to be transiting in this new moon in Leo. Show up in a daring, versatile, expressive way in order for you to create change and ultimately have freedom that will be seen eventually by the public because the number five is also related to public activity. So whatever uh, work you do within that area of the life, whatever intentions you set within the life um, that this new moon of Leo falls for you within your chart, the public will eventually see it once you do the work there. All right, they'll see the change. Be the change you want to see. Yeah, that's right. All right. So start with this new moon in Leo. If you haven't already, take advantage of it because this is a good one. So during this new moon, Chiron will be retrograding in Leo's companion sign of Aries. So during this new moon, working through childhood trauma is going to be important to the success of this new moon energy. All right. So, you know, whatever your Chiron falls for you in your chart, do the work there. It's going to help you to do the work and receive those new intentions and manifestations within whatever house this new moon of Leo falls for you. Because once you do the trauma work and really just work on that, it'll help you to be more freer in your expression within whatever area of the life that this new moon in Leo was going to be falling for you. Okay. And it'll also help you to be open to change as well um, within that area of the life and do something new, show up bold, show up versatile, show up different, right. Within that area of the life. I like it. It's a lot of work that needs to be done though. Wouldn't you say so? No, absolutely. Definitely. And it's good. It takes patience, you know? Yeah. It takes patience, time and, and support. So if you have a support system, Reach out to your support system as well during this new moon in Leo, um, you know, whomever that might be or wherever that might be. Right. So that you can um, do the healing and make the changes so that you can unlock that freedom. Yeah, that was me. I said, yeah. Yeah. So um, let's see if you look closely, 
you may find that the connection between your Chiron placement and the area that this new moon is transiting in your chart at five degrees and 38 minutes of Leo, there's a connection there. There might be a connection there. So look to see that. So for the collective, all right, it is also a time, you know, this new moon to heal traumatic wounds and step into our bold, creative, um, fire from the heart, leadership abilities and power. Okay. So we must lead from the heart. That is what this new moon is saying to us. We must lead from the heart. Yes. Be courageous, be bold, you know, make the changes that need to be made, do the trauma healing and, um, so that you can be set free. But whatever you do, do all of these things with love from the heart because Leo governs over the heart, right? And it represents the fire of the heart. All right. So I think that's awesome. Also too, we're under this six universal year numerically, and that is in alignment with Venus, which is love. You know, that's that love energy. So take advantage of it. Um, astrologically and numerically this Leo season and during this new moon in Leo. So, uh, we wishing you guys a, a happy new moon in Leo. Get the work done. Happy new moon, guys. Enjoy it. Yeah, do the work. Do the work. Enjoy it and do the work. Set those new intentions and, uh, you know, create something that is going to allow you to have a freer expression within that area of the life. Now, numerically, speaking of the collective, uh, the month of August... We are going to be met with um, not only a new month, but new numerical energy that aligns very well with this Leo season. So in August, the monthly numerical energy is going to be the number five. So we're going to be under a five universal month energy of active creativity. All right. In August manifestations you can't make this stuff up we just got finished talking about setting intentions and manifestations exactly yeah for this new moon in leo and the new moon is going to happen at the end of july and it's going to walk us right into the new month of august so i love it when astrology and numerology aligns um we talk about active creativity we just talked about leo being you know the sign of creative self-expression right so in August, it's basically saying, be open to your creative energies and your creative urges so you can manifest things into this life and into this realm, right? Especially during this new moon in Leo. Um, social and family obligations may stick out to the collective during the month of August. And that is in alignment numerically with this six numerical energy of 2022 as well as some competition. So some competition might arise as well um, for the collective during the month of August. So this may be a time, the month of August for the collective, where your experiences may require for you to definitely slow down and reflect on your behaviors and how you've been behaving in the past. All right. So you may find that you may need to adjust your lifestyle uh, with a certain within a certain area of your life, hint, hint, that area of the life that this new moon in Leo is going to be transiting in. Right. Um, and again, specifically, that area of the new moon in Leo might be that area of the life that you may need to adjust uh, your creative energy may be at a higher than normal level. Why not? It's Leo season. Right. 
<laughs> right. Exactly. So this creative energy could show up through the act of physical sex. So basically, um, there might be a lot of a whole lot of humping going on in the month of August. Um, for those of you who are looking to uh, have offspring and create children, uh, the month of August might be on and popping. I did say that most people say that Leo season is lit. Um, as a matter of fact, Leo is associated with the sexual act. Okay. A lot of people think it's Scorpio, but actually it's Leo. Okay. Because right. um, <laughs> it governs over the, you know, Leo governs over the fifth house of you know, love affairs, sexual activity or sex, as well as children. So, yeah, um, I guess we'll expect uh, a lot of babies in the next, uh, you know, nine months. Even nine hey. months. I don't know. We'll see. A lot of friskiness is going to probably be going down. Um, so, therefore, resulting in the creation of a, a, a spirit, right, within um, within the body of a human. So, that could happen. Also, too, uh, Leo governs over, like I said, that sexual act and children could come about during the month of August or the conception of a child, um, as well as um, it could be the conception of an intellectual um, creation. Mm. Again, like, you know, a composition, um, a business, maybe. Right. Um, you know, you guys might have a creative idea as it pertains to a book, um, a manuscript um a podcast hey. hey right um it could be anything that's intellectually creative right um some of you guys might want to make soap or jewelry or something like that so um a clothing line maybe right so this is a time in august where you know numerically the energies are going to open up for the collective to be able to um glean from that energy that creative energy why not it is the season of leo creative self-expression so what will you become impregnated with to create and bring birth towards hmm inquiring minds want to know hmm i want to know right so guys basically get in position to be creative um astrologically and numerically in the season of Leo, this is going to be a highly creative time. So definitely put your energy towards being creative, um, artistically, intellectually, and things of that nature. Um, I'm going to be, you know, certainly surprised to see what you guys come up with. Okay. And you might even surprise yourself. How about it? Hmm. Yeah. What do you think you might, you, you have anything, got anything, brother, that you think you might want to uh, put your energy towards? I know for me it would be, you know, what I'm doing right now. But Yeah. Okay. I think uh, I think I just might want to put my energy towards uh, making money. <laughs> he said everybody mad. I'm that guy. Got to get guy. to this money. I am that guy, y'all. Everybody I'm mad. I'm going to play with <laughs> And this is coming straight from an eight personality individual. So, yes, ma'am. You know, I can't, uh, I can't even say anything about that. He is that's to get it. He is definitely, uh, you know, working in his eight personality energy right now. All right, money, power, and authority. This guy over here, straight Aries energy as well. So I can't be mad at him. He's just being, he's being his authentic me. self. Yes. <laughs> so okay. Um, 
Now, competitive situations might arise as well for the collective. So I just want you guys to know that. So be ready so you don't have to get ready. You know what I always say. So that competitive energy might be, you know, um, situations competing for your energy and your time. So just be aware of that um, in the month of August. Social and family obligations may need your attention as well and some uh, consideration. So be aware of that. We are, you know, again, under the sixth universal year. 2022 when you add those numbers up it equals a number six and the number six um definitely is in alignment with home and family all right so you know this whole year is going to be about home family and relationships and things of that nature so some home and family and social obligations may certainly arise um during the month of august so make sure you pay attention to those things and give it your careful consideration your concentration and mental thoughts and verbal communication, um, you know, can certainly be beneficial for the collective during the month of August. And it can certainly work to your advantage, it, you know, your mental thoughts and your verbal communication. Not to mention that Mercury is in the sign of Leo right now. So, you know, that is an alignment right there. All right. So uh, be aware of your mental thoughts and your verbal communication because it can certainly work to your advantage during the month of um, August, especially if you use your thoughts and your verbal communication with diplomacy, tact and persuasion. All right. Diplomacy, tact and persuasion. So just keep thinking about those three words during the month of August. All right. Say diplomacy, tact and persuasion is going to get me um, what it is that I would like to have in this month of August. Lastly, listen to your dreams, your meditations and your downloads during this month of August, um, they will certainly assist you um, in any unacceptable situations. All right. All righty. All right. So listen to those dreams and those man, you know, those meditations and downloads that you receive in those messages, because that's going to help you in the month of August. All right. Um, and so speaking of unacceptable situations in the news, some might feel that, you know, monkeypox having been declared by the WHO as a global health emergency as um, unacceptable. That might be unacceptable to some people. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure, but it might be unacceptable to some people. And there has been reports uh, of more than 16,000 cases in 75 countries wow. and 3,000 cases confirmed within 45 states within the U.S., so, you know, if you guys don't know, monkeypox is a rare zoonotic viral disease, and it is very similar to smallpox. Um, it is found mainly in West and Central Africa, and symptoms are fever, headaches, swollen lymph nodes, muscle aches, uh, back aches, chills, exhaustion, and a rash can also form as well as a symptom. And the rash can show up like pimples or like little blisters on the face, on, you know, your feet, your hands, your chest or your genitals or even your anus. So, guys, just be, you know, be aware of any symptoms and things of that nature, whether it's yourself or your loved ones and those that you know. Or people that you don't know out in the street, you know, mm -hmm. you might see and you want to, you know, be aware and just stand clear. Yeah. Um, it can last 
uh, monkeypox can last for two to four weeks. Monkeypox was uh, declared as a global health emergency on July 23rd. Um, and on that day, Venus, right? And Venus is, you know, definitely the planet of relationships, love, creativity, um, and finances, and things of that nature, trined Hygieia, okay? It trined to Hygieia. And Hygieia is an asteroid um, that symbolizes holistic health, all right? Yeah. Um, and so, um, and this all took place, this trine between Venus and Hygieia took place in the 12th house of hidden enemies. So when we talk about Hygieia and holistic health, right, um, and it being in the 12th house and trying to Venus, that goes to show us that there was a hidden something happening going on, um, a hidden problem, you know, that was going to more than likely come to the light, right, um, as it pertains to the holistic health of, you know, the global community, okay? Yeah. Um, also, too, during on that day and during that time, the planet Mars, which is a hot planet, right? Red planet, the planet Uranus and the North Node, they were all conjunct. All right. Working together in the sign of Taurus. Interesting. Yeah. And that was all going down in the sixth house of health. All right. So we've got a hot planet. Right. And they just talked about how we just talked about how monkeypox, you know, um, a symptom of monkeypox is fever. So we can associate that to Mars because Mars is associated to fevers and inflammation in the body um, when it comes to medical astrology. All right. Um, and Uranus is like this fast, speedy energy. OK. Um, and Uranus in medical astrology it's also dispersive. It's illnesses that disperses throughout the body. Okay. Mm. So in medical astrology, Uranus uh, symbolizes illnesses that disperse from one area to the next and things of that nature uh, throughout the body. And we just talked about how um, the pimples and blisters of monkeypox can spread, you know, the face, the hands, the feet and chest and all that good jazz. And it also can spread by way of contact, human contact. If there's an open cut and you, you know, someone is touched, you know, the bodily fluids and things of that nature, it can spread and be dispersive. Wow. Right. Um, and not only that, if it's a global health emergency, global means it's dispersed. It's like it has spreaded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All over the place. So that's that Uranus energy. And the North Node in Taurus, right? Taurus is the sign that governs over, you know, organic health, you know, um, and things of that nature, right? And so when we talk about the sixth house, the sixth house is certainly the house of health. Um, so anything that's dealing with the health is going to be found in the sixth house. So that's just an explanation of how, you know, astrology can certainly play out down here below. Okay, that which is above is below and vice versa. All right. In addition to the monkeypox um, news, we also have a record number of droughts that have taken place. Heat waves and massive wildfires also. Okay. 
So there was some massive wildfires near Yosemite National Park that, you know, um, exploded and it caused a mass evacuation, Mm. you know, of people leaving. So, again, when we talk about Mars energy, it's the red planet and it is associated with fires of all kinds. Uranus is associated with sudden and abrupt occurrences that can rebel, you know, out of control. And Taurus is the Earth sign. And that deals with geographical matters, weather patterns, and agriculture as well. All right. So with hot Mars, drying Uranus, um, and the North Node all conjunct the sign of Taurus, we will potentially, you know, expect some types of experiences of droughts and wildfires and heat waves happening, you know, um, geographically and weather-wise. Interesting. Yeah. Also, too, I think what you'll find interesting as well is that um, in Texas, um, the Texan community, or I would say Texans, all right, um, they experienced something that was pretty odd to them. Um, They experienced what we would call a fireball crossing the sky. And if you guys, so they saw like a big white light a big white round ball of light fly through the sky right before them. And so, um, yeah, some people was like, Oh my goodness, what is this? So, you know, um, with that being said, that white ball of light is considered a fireball and a fireball is considered a large, bright meteor. So what they saw was a large, bright meteor fly through the sky yeah so i feel like that actually kind of been probably was terrifying yet cool at the same time you know yeah i think i would still like to see it for myself you know see a fire you know a meteorite fly through the sky but as long as it's not coming at me you know i'm i'm good (laughs) yeah how uranian of that fireball to just show up i say uranian because you know, Uranus is definitely unexpected and abrupt. I don't think they was expecting that. Oh, thing no, definitely to, not. Nah. To happen. That was yeah. unusual and odd. And so that is, that's Uranus yep. energy. Um, so there you go, guys. That again, that which is above, playing down below. All right. So now, uh, lastly, and certainly not least, I think you guys would, um, I don't know how you guys are going to take this one, but. It has been said that nearly one in three Americans feel that soon, uh, you know, it will be necessary to take up arms against the government. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Right. Everybody like hmm. <laughs> everybody, everybody in the room said, hmm. Like no, oh, you know, hey, listen, I don't know. But that's what is being said. You know, um, nearly one in three Americans feel as though soon that it will be necessary to take up arms against the government. This is um, definitely energy that is indicative of the sign of Pluto in the sign of Capricorn right now. Um, That's definitely, to me, a reflection of Pluto's energy in the sign of Capricorn. Um, And right now, Pluto is currently retrograding within the sign of Capricorn. All right. So I just want you guys to certainly know that. And uh, since Pluto has been in the sign of Capricorn, it has certainly been, you know, uh, creating some transformation and a change um, within our government, 
because Pluto is the planet of death, rebirth, power, control, transformation, um, which assists us in reaching a higher state of awareness in order to certainly reclaim our power um, and definitely step into our power and our gifts so that we can use our power and gifts for greater good. So we certainly need to have that death of the old and rebirth of the new um, so that we can transform. Pluto is definitely an alchemal or alchemist planet because it changes one state into another. And Capricorn is the sign of business and government in mundane astrology. So Pluto is definitely making some change and transformation, deep change and transformation um, within, you know, the way business is, 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 is ran, you know, around the world as well as um, government. All right. So there will be um, continuous change, transformation, ego death and rebirth of, you know, the governmental system, uh, where the people will, you know, you know, uh, rebel against the machine more than likely. Yeah. Um, so we'll more than likely see that play out on the world stage all the more. And speaking of rebel or rebel, that also puts me in the mind of Uranus, you know? Yeah. Um, it also puts me in the mind of Uranus because Uranus is, it can be very rebellious and it also wants to make swift change. Right. Yeah. You know, um, so that's something to certainly uh, be aware of, everybody. Uranus in the sign of Taurus, Pluto in the sign of Capricorn and Saturn in the sign of Aquarius. It's all going down. And we haven't seen anything yet, so... Oh, yeah, it's just the beginning. Hold on to your wigs and lashes. All right. Let's hold on to that. And your beards and caps. All right, for my men out there. Now, (laughs) so speaking of things going down, in pop culture, Kevin Hart interviewed Jay-Z on his new YouTube show, Heart to Heart. What did you think about that interview, young Cy? Um, that was actually a pretty good interview. Yeah, it actually popped up in my recommended on YouTube. And I just had to see it. You know, I was very interested to see what the exchange would be like between those two. And uh, it was very good. Um, Jay-Z had touched upon some topics of one particular topic that stood out to me was uh, emotional intelligence. Uh, He said to Kevin Hart that he wasn't taught that, you know, Um, not many of us are, honestly. And, um... He gained, He was able to gain understanding as to why his father wasn't around as much as he, he would like and as much as his own family would like. And um, he was able to understand his own father's perspective as to why it was like that the way it was. And um, I remember him saying that it was due to the fact that his father was looking for his younger brother's killer. And he was dedicating so much time to that and not focusing uh you know enough time on his family and um yeah it was uh it was very insightful very insightful to see how he was able to you know understand that uh perspective uh his father's perspective and not just be uh so judgmental um and assuming as to what the reasons were uh, for his father to not be around as much as he would like. So, 
Yeah, that was that was very good. And they touched upon some other things. And you saw it you saw it too, right? Yeah, I definitely checked it out. I thought it was really good. Um I think that Kevin had some good questions. I think Kevin was a little Kevin was a little raw. He was yeah. a little, a little, a little yeah. aggressive. I, I wasn't was. expect, expecting that from him. And I felt that Jay-Z was a little reserved. Like, he was reserved, which is very interesting because Kevin Hart is a cancer. Right. And you would probably expect that from, you know, more reservedness from a cancer, I right, think. Right, I don't know. Exactly. Maybe generalizing. But I'm just saying he's a water sign. But it makes and sense. Yep, yep, yeah, but, but Jay-Z is a, a fire sign. He's a Sagittarius. So I kind of wasn't expecting him to be reserved during the interview in well, the way that he was. Here's the thing. His moon... You two, you both share the same moon, which is Aquarius. So that would make sense for his reserved, you know, demeanor throughout the whole uh, interview, no matter what, how raw the questions were that Kevin threw at him. So, yeah. Okay, so Jay-Z's moon is in Aquarius? Yes. Okay, all right, all right. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I see the coolness then. I, I get it, I get it. Well, um, I think, I thought the interview was good. Um, I thought it was really good, um... And like you said, piggybacking on what you said about emotional intelligence, I think that was a wonderful point that Jay-Z um, brought up in regards to young men aren't taught emotional intelligence. Um, they are taught to to survive is actually what he said, you know. Right. And I think that that is, a, um, that is such an important and poignant point to point out um, especially due to the fact that we are just coming off of cancer season uh, because cancer is feminine energy. And when you talk about emotional intelligence, that is feminine energy, you know, and seeing that our young men, um, no matter what, uh, you know, um, background, they come from racial background or not or cultural background or not, um, you know, a lot of them may not have been taught emotional intelligence. And so, again, that is definitely leaning into feminine energy and having our men to tap into their feminine energy more right. is so important and it's going to be so vital mm -hmm. uh, for these years that we're coming up on. And so, you know, I would encourage, you know, especially our masculine males, our men out there. To certainly to, you know, tap into your emotional intelligence um, and, and the feminine side of the self. Because as we spoke about uh, about this before on one of the episodes, um, we talked about gender and we talked about sex and the difference between gender and sex and um, how, you know, we all have, you know, genders. We have the, the masculine and the feminine principle, which are the genders, you know. Um, and so we, we, you know, should work to, to tap into that more, both sides more and balance them because this is a year of balance. Mm -hmm. The number six is a year of balancing that masculine with that feminine. So let's balance that, that, you know, emotional intelligence. Um, my young men out there and my older men too, men period. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, get with the emotional intelligence, but the uh, sooner, the better, you know, the sooner, the easier it will be for the future, you know, for you to, be able to use that energy yeah um i also liked what um jc said about things don't happen to you they happen for you that's something that we always you know preach about or talk about um especially when it comes to spirituality um and i guess the quote-unquote conscious community right um you know that's something that's the saying that always goes around things don't happen to you they happen for, for you you. Yeah. you know 
So whatever's going on in your life, try not to be a victim to it. You know, don't see yourself as a victim. See yourself as a victor. Use whatever is happening within your life as a catapult for you to go to the next level. Right. Um, They're happening. It's happening for your good. All right. Um, It's not happening to you, but it's happening for you. Also, too, I like what he said about putting yourself in other people's shoes. You know, sometimes we don't, a lot of the times we may not do that, especially when you're in a situation of relationship, right? Um, Your significant other or your spouse or even your children, you know, or even your parents or whatever the case may be. But in relationships, we have to really um, start to put ourselves in the other person's shoes, right? Mm -hmm. That goes along the lines of that emotional intelligence. So when he talked about his father and his mother, uh, Jay-Z, you know, the father, uh, you know, was out looking for his brother's killer or whatever the case may be. And his mother was just like, you know, yay, what you doing? You got kids here. What's going on? And he was saying, you know, it sounds like communicatively, it sounds like, you know, his mother was trying to, um, you know, compare the importance of, you know, his father's obligation to his family Mm -hmm. with his obligation um, to, to his sure brother, that, yeah, yeah brother you know, uh, or yeah. And so, you know, it was, um, it's really interesting because the way, if we put ourselves in, other, in the other person's shoes, we'll be able to communicate differently, right? We'll be able to communicate things differently um, because now we are tapping into that emotional intelligence and we're putting ourselves empathy yes. <laughs> in the other person's shoes, right? Well, you know. Some of us are natural empaths, so, yes. you know, naturally yeah. empathic. That would be moi. So um, I thought that the interview was good. I really did. You know, uh, Kevin Hart, again, is a cancer. He is born on July 6th, 1979. So he has that Venus energy with him. Um, he is a second deck in cancer. So, you know, he got that cancer Scorpio energy going on. And so cancer is moon. Uh, Scorpio is Pluto Mars energy. Okay. And so there's a mysticism about Kevin um, as well. And I heard Kevin talk about his dad as well in the interview. And he was saying, you know, how he kind of, you know, said that would have been cool if dad was kind of there for this and for that. Uh, What's interesting about that is that those who are born on that day and and under that decanate, the second decanate of cancer, they certainly want to be able to work towards overcoming resentment. Mm -hmm. And so I think like when I saw that interview, I think there might still be a little bit of resentment there. Just a little bit there from Kevin, just a little bit. I'm not sure if he completely let that go and maybe he has, but you know, I'm not sure. Uh, But I kind of felt there's still a little resentment there towards his dad Mm -hmm. um, for uh, a bit of his absence and things of that nature um, in growing up. Uh, But um, yeah, he is a six personality person. And so um, that lets me know that uh, Kevin is someone who is a person of service. Uh, Creativity, of course, because you see it in his comedy. Yeah. Right. And he's also someone who truly cares about home and family. Yeah, he may have that impulsiveness about him where he might act before he thinks, and that is that Mars energy coming from that Scorpio energy of that second decan of Cancer. But um, I really feel like, you know, um, he's definitely a person that gives his love to his home and his family. I mean, and that's double because he's a six personality and he's a Cancer. And Cancer is about what? Home and family. family. Yeah. Um, 
And so, but I think he's also a person that's good that to get, get advice from um, because of that six energy. Um, and I bet that he can um, be a person that you can come to, um, you know, when you have issues. He probably gets that a lot. People probably just come up to Kevin and just start telling him, you know, the issues and problems and things. I can see that. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. I think so. But he can prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Kevin Darnell Hart. <laughs> <laughs> if you're there. But that's what the numbers say, and the numbers don't lie. All right? So um, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Um, Kevin is now experiencing a year of new starts and new beginnings. And so I wish him uh, much luck with his new show. I think this is season two of the show but um yeah this is new beginnings for kevin new you know a year of new beginnings and new entrepreneurships and new new projects and endeavors so he invited jay-z to be his first um guest on the show i thought that on his on the second season of the show so i thought that was cool mm-hmm. very cool now jay-z he's a sagittarius he's born on december 4th 1969 and um this is a person who doesn't want to be hemmed in he's adventurous um, and independent. Um, he might also act first and think later as well, you know, because of that astrological placement that he's got there. Um, so he is uh, a bit of Jupiter and a bit of Mars as well. Yeah, a bit of Jupiter and a bit of Mars as well. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, the therapy that Jay-Z talked about has helped him um, to, you know, uh, tame some of that you know, impulsive energy, right? Help them to work through that to, you know, probably think first and then act later and not act first and then think about it later, right? right? So Jay, he is experiencing a year of uh, change, some change, some transformation happening. Um, There is probably more ego death that might be going on for Jay-Z during this year. And so um, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I won't say death to the ego, but more uh, management of the ego, where he's able to manage his ego a tad bit more. Um, And so that's a good thing, especially amongst our men out here. Ego, ego, ego. Let's get it together. So I believe, and women too, but I see it more so in the men. Um, And so I believe that, you know, this year is going to bring some release for um for jay-z and more growth and transformation for him so big up to jay-z for that um and i believe that he released some of his shares of one of his businesses if i'm not mistaken recently and so speaking of business somebody put some business in uh you know recently and released an album and that's joey badass he dropped his latest album 2000 you know which had what 14 tracks on it um and it's the follow-up to his mixtape 1999 that came out in uh 2012 yeah yeah all right see i told you my youngin my youngin over here he he puts me on to the people to the young people and then i go and i do my research thoroughly people see you got it all right. So what did you think about the album? We both heard it together. So what did you think, Young Sai? Uh, I think it was a good album. I think it was, yeah, I think it was a good album. Um, 
I don't think there was necessarily any songs that I would have skipped. I think you could play it the whole way through for, for me personally. Um, one song that stuck out to me the most was a song on there called Survivor's Guilt. And uh, it was basically Joey, um, you know, telling us how he felt internally about um, a friend of his and his cousin uh, after their passing. Uh, one of the one of his friends who I'm referring to, his name is Capital Steez, and he was the main one who started a group that Joey started out with called Pro Era. And he, Joey could never top Steez lyrically. I always looked up to him like an older brother. And um, he lost Steez due to suicide, unfortunately. Um, mm. His spiritual growth was uh, very rapid. And he couldn't, you know, he felt like he couldn't stay here on this plane for too much longer. And that uh, made Joey feel a, a type of way for a very long time and still does. That's his internal war, as he would call it in the song. And, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a very uh, vulnerable song. That's not what people are used to hearing from Joey, and that's why I appreciate that song a lot. And I'm sure many other fans of Joey uh, does too, so... Yeah. yeah, I think that, you know, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. As a matter of fact, um, you know, um, when we talk about Capital Steez, um, he was born on July the 7th, uh, which is Cancer 7 Energy. And, you know, July is a seventh month and, you know, the seventh day. So that's a lot of spiritual energy for that's a, a significant amount of spiritual energy for a soul to come in with. Right. And so uh, in the beginning of the life. He was more than likely meaning capital C's. He was more than likely geared towards spirit, you know, things of the spiritual realm, yes. learning about spirit, learning about higher mind consciousness things and things of that nature. Um, so he was very much a soul that came in with a lot of spiritual energy. Um, and so, you know, at the beginning of his life and even moving into the middle life cycle, you know, um, that's a lot of you know, spiritual energy. Uh, the number seven in numerology is the most spiritual number in the numerological lineage. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, you could definitely tell, you know, that, that he was a very spiritual being, a very spiritual soul. Not only that, uh, cancer is governed by the moon, which is very intuitive, very intuitive energy, uh, sensitive energy too. So he was probably very, um, sensitive to spirit spiritual energies or energies of others he would soak up the energy in a room um he would probably even soak up the energy of others that are around him as well um and so like a sponge because that's what cancers do right. for the most part um and so i could see you know the significance of that of, of a spiritual life um for capital steez yeah very spiritual energy much respect to him his family um and the spirit that is now capital steez Yes. It will forever live on. Yeah, so Joey um, is an Aquarius. He was born January the 20th, 1995. Um, and so, you know, I feel like, you know, he is definitely a person that is capable of making, uh, you know, quick decisions. You know, he acts on them when he makes them. Um, he may also be a person that is comfortable following his impulses, and he can also handle... Um, chaotic situations 
You know, uh, he seems to be definitely a person that can do that. Also a person that can get through some trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very much um, a person that can uh, weather uh, the storms. All right. Um, So he's highly resilient and he's also a person with a big heart. All right. Um, Also a person with a big heart because he's born on the 20th day. And so that lets me know that he is a person that is friendly. He's diplomatic. You know, people can go to him um, and they can trust that he is going to be the middle person to kind of, you know, straighten things out, you know, and make peace, you know, um, and things of that nature. So um, this seems to be a uh, pretty friendly soul, right? A supportive person, too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This uh, Joey Badass, Jovan Virginie Scott. Yes, I, I guess I said his full government. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, um, I, I appreciate his artistry and his work that he put out um, in this album. I appreciate the fact that the album has some old school, um, I guess what you would call um, samples, old school samples yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, it was very a jazzy like mm-hmm. and I like that right and it was very it was refreshing coming from you know a younger person mm-hmm. it wasn't uh mumbly right. I could understand what he was saying <laughs> yeah. um and I I thoroughly enjoyed the old school music there was a little bit of sample of David Hollister's one woman man you know that was a part of the song that you were talking about, right. Survivor's Guilt. Yeah. And so um, that was refreshing to see, uh, or hear, I should say. And uh, it was slow tempo, even tone. I liked that. that was, it was good. I think it was only one song that I would consider on there that was kind of uh, ramped up or fast or up-tempo, and that was a song with him and Chris Brown right. that he did um, with that. But everything, you know, everything else was, was uh, very just, you know, even tone, like, you know, mellow. Yeah. Like Aquarius. Yeah. <laughs> cool and mellow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was cool and mellow and I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good album. I really do. So, um that was Joey Badass's uh two thousand. Yeah. I think it was really good. Um for Joey, this is a year of endings though. Uh fulfillments coming for him. Um, as well as some closures. So I'm sure the release of this album, 2000, was a fulfillment for him. Um, he put in the work, and he finished the studio album, and he and he put it out, and it's fulfilled. It's been given birth to. He fulfilled it. And so this year, he might also want to, though, um, you know, be aware of temper flare-ups, if he has them, fevers, conflict with others, accidents um and anything that's dealing with fire anything that's fire related um as well as firearms so he want to be very careful around those types of things okay uh during this type of year um he shares the same birthday as uh george burns the late legendary comedian you probably don't know who george burns is brother that was way 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 before your time i wasn't even thinking about you when george burns was out okay yeah. Yeah. I was a wee child. But uh yeah. I wasn't a wee child, but I was I was young. I wasn't a wee child, but I was young when George Burns uh, you know, came on not when he came on the scene, but you know, while he was still here gracing us with 
his comedic genius. I had an opportunity to witness it. I enjoyed George Burns as a as a young person, as a child. And uh, he was a funny guy, genius comedian. Oh, God, you devil. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was a that was a good one for me. I, I remember that. I remember watching that as a as a youngin and uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, so speaking of comedian. Or our next episode We'll be interviewing funny lady, Lady J. All right. And so, you know, we're going to be discussing with Lady J on the next episode, discussing um, comedy and things. So that's what we're going to be discussing on the next episode with comedian Lady J. So join us for the next episode of the Evolution Now podcast. And if you would like a natal chart, numerical chart, personal year reading um, done. You can certainly visit my website, www.evolutionnow.org. If you want to support the Evolution Now merch, okay, you can certainly do that as well. Um, And you can follow me on Instagram or on Facebook at Astronomorologist7. And on both of those platforms, you can find the website for the Evolution Now merch if you would like to support the merch. Okay. And so, is there anything else that we want to say or talk about before we get out of here? No, I think we actually covered everything. I think, I think, yeah, I think so too. I think we did it. I think we did it. Um, So with that being said, um, guys, you certainly, you know what I always say, you certainly want to maximize your now moment, keep moving forward. In order for you to ascend, you must Must begin begin from where? Within. Within. You also want to what? Be ready so you don't have to. Get ready. ready. All right. So until next time, guys, be well.